joining us on the morning show from Racket. Keith Harris is here to talk movies with us. Keith, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. I have to confess, I really wanted to go see the Racket screening of that Nicolas Cage thing. I believe it is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Is that right? Um, yes. But I avoided it because I had COVID on that Tuesday. So I oh, saved no. you all from that. Did you go to the screening and what did you think of the movie? I'm hearing nothing but good things. <laughs> That's because I haven't talked yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, lay it on me. What did you think no, of that no, one? No, I, 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 um... <laughs> the thing with Nicolas Cage is like for like, his bit to work he has to kind of be in on the joke but not completely in on the joke yes for this he was completely in and it was just sort of a little too much of a wink that's fair parts of it were really entertaining but parts of it were you know the whole bit is that he's sort of stuck in a Nicolas Cage movie essentially Uh sometimes it kind of felt like it was checking off boxes sure this has to happen now so parts of it were good parts of it were not but parts of it were a little too like we all know what Nicolas Cage is like. And it's like, well, yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> in other news, though, um, this summer, the Trilon is doing a full like retrospective of his stuff. I was going to ask you about that because I saw that come up. I mean, the only one that I feel real passionate about is Raising Arizona, being a Coen Brothers fan. Anything else on that lineup that you thought is worth getting to? I mean, there's so much of it I haven't seen just because there's so much. How many movies? There's so many movies. I would like to see Raising Arizona in the theater again. I haven't seen that in years. I think they are doing Face Off, right? I saw that one. I also saw Con Air, I think was one of the first rated R movies that my parents ever let me watch because, you know, there's something real, real bad in it. (laughs) But yeah, so a lot of the hits are here. So there's Leaving Las Vegas, all the way back to Valley Girl, which you're, you're too young for to even remember that, aren't you? I've heard the name, but no, I've never seen the movie. Okay. A Moonstruck. Um, and then just some off-brand things like Drive Angry, you know, just the very Nicolas Cagey sort of things. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot to poke through and there's a lot of sort of safe bets that are sort of like, this is a genuinely good movie. And then there are a lot of, well, let's see what happens here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump into this because I have a feeling like it's going to take us a, a little bit to get through, but the uh, Minneapolis St. Paul International Film Festival launches today. I was just combing through the article that you had up on Racket. I wanted to frame this as what are some of your recommendations you think are good to see in a festival or in a theater setting? Okay, that's a good question because I've actually, even the stuff I've seen so far, I've only seen on my stupid little laptop. So. <laughs> That is the downfall of screeners. That is, it is. Plus side is I get to make a couple of recommendations. And again, there's, I haven't seen, I've seen barely a fraction of what right. Like I uh, probably would enjoy the Gabby Giffords documentary, but it doesn't seem like a movie I have to see in a theater. That's how I feel about a lot of documentaries, especially that style of documentary. It's like yes. a movie I did enjoy was a, this movie Medusa, which is a okay. Brazilian movie. It's sort of like this future theocracy in Brazil. And like these young women are kind of vigilantes who are on the side of the theocracy who actually go out and beat up like promiscuous, sinful women. I think that will play really well on the screen because it's really neon and purpley and green and creepy. I'm feeling Blade Runner vibes when you say those kind of words. It, it is. Yeah, it definitely has that sort of oversaturated, but it's also very bright. You know, where Blade Runner okay. is rainy and dark, this is very bright and sort of, because their, their YouTube 
influencers by day. Sure, I can see the brightness in that. Yeah, that, for instance, would be really good to see. One movie that I haven't seen yet, but I do want to see is this movie Montana Story, which I think will look really good on a big screen. Okay. Um, because it's, you know, it's set in Montana. And so it it has, like, apparently it's a very uh, a very rich landscape visuals. So uh, sure, the panoramic uh, shots and all of that kind of stuff, exactly. right? And the, the other thing to keep in mind is the film festival. So this is their first year they're going back into the, the actual theater after right. several years of virtual, but they still have virtual options. Okay. Most of the movies, I think, at least, if not very many of them. So if it's something where if, if people are still not comfortable going out, which I totally understand, or, you know, again, it's something where you're like, I can, I can get the sense of this at home. You can watch things virtually. You can stream them. Okay. I do want to talk about the, the theater itself. Yes, and- I want to ask you if you'd had a chance to go to what was St. Anthony, Maine, now just going to be the Maine. I did. I got over there this weekend. They have a nice new sign there. They painted the inside for all the sort of nice cosmetic things they've done. Uh-huh. I mean, What's really the big story is now seeing it is now the film society, which before had one little theater upstairs in the back that I think some people didn't even know about. I was one of those people who did not know about it. Yeah. Well, it was such a shame because they were doing great programming and they just, just weren't always able to get the word out to people. And so I think it's great now to have this opportunity to say like, they are doing good stuff and now they're going to do good stuff in the entire theater because they're operating all five screens. I'm excited for them and excited for film fans in the cities. Yeah, because I think it'll be a nice mix of like, you know, they'll still have the big movies there for, you know, Mm -hmm. for kids at the U who that's their, essentially their neighborhood theater. Right. So there'll still be that opportunity to see big movies without traveling out to the malls. But there'll also be stuff that since the Edina and the Uptown closed, some smaller movies that maybe aren't getting to town anymore. One of my favorite parts about living in Minneapolis is that it's, quote, a select city when movies come out. I've lived places like Sioux Falls and Fresno that aren't. I feel like you miss out on a lot of stuff. And this was pre-internet streaming being good. Right. I think it's one of those things now where it's like, because it's so easy to watch movies from home and it's so comfortable and it's generally cheaper, in some ways it's harder for the big multiplexes to compete with that than it is the smaller theaters like what the main will be where it's like we're offering you like a sort of community experience you might see your friends here you might get to know some people you'll you know you'll be in your community because that's what you you do lose at home any other movie things that you want to hit on the uh, film festival is the big story this week absolutely Uh, of course there's um, dr strange i all that has come in my brain is they think that uh bruce campbell is going to make an appearance in that correct yeah, I mean, that would be okay. great because, you know, Sam Raimi is is back in the superhero land. I know, you know, it's like Benedict Cumberbatch waves his hands around and like stuff goes whooshy. So if that's <laughs> what you do, like it'll, it will absolutely deliver that, I'm sure. Yeah. Like on the other end of the spectrum, the Trilon this month is doing a retrospective on Agnes Varda, who basically like the female representative of the French new wave in the sixties. So like the counterpart of Godard and Truffaut and, and her movies are really, I mean, they're just a wide range of, of movies. If you're a little scared by the French, they're very accessible, but they're also very smart. And I absolutely recommend as many of those as you can see. 
I did want to give a shout out to an article that I read in Racket. One of your co-founders put forward, um, I think it was M did one on uh, cold IPAs. I learned a lot about that. Keith, tell us how we can become a, a subscriber and how can we become a member and support all the great work you guys do at Racket. Go to racketmn.com and click on the little R and you can, um, it's actually kind of a big R and you can subscribe to Racket. Um, you can subscribe to our newsletters, which will keep you up to date. $5 a month. $50 a year, all the money goes so that we can keep, all the money goes to us, except for, <laughs> so that we can keep, we can keep making what we make. And so we can keep covering the news stories that are kind of falling through the cracks elsewhere. And the art stories that, that other places don't go quite as much into depth about. Find them online at racketmn.com. Uh, thanks so much for joining me this morning. Thank you. It's great to be here as always.